0: Welcome to the Mary and Martha Show. Hello, Martha. Join your hosts, Keisha and
1: Christina. I'm Keisha. <laughs> what was that? Hi, guys. I'm Christina. Welcome to the Mary and Martha Podcast. We are so excited to have you
0: join us. Uh, we have gathered today to contemplate, to commune, to celebrate, to some other word with
1: a C. (laughs) I was going to say you remembered all the Cs.
0: I didn't. I actually (laughs) did not. Thank you for trying to believe in me, but obviously that didn't go as well as I hoped it would. But we are just happy to have you. We are here because we are two Black women who love Jesus. And we saw a space for us to speak to other women who are in that same situation, millennials um, and others who want to talk a little bit more about how to deal with life's issues from the Jesus perspective.
1: Yes, yes. And we'll be here every Thursday for 20 to 25 minutes. I don't know why I said that, but we'll be here every Thursday. Under we'll be here. Minutes. We'll be here. We'll be here. Um, Come hang out with us on IG at Mary and Martha Podcast. Our email address, Podcast at com, and online at <laughs> com. Okay, let's just get this out of the way real quick. This is the second time we recorded yes, this
0: episode. Let's just be... <laughs> no, technically, do you remember how many times we tried this yesterday? So actually, this might be like it was the fourth like four. time.
1: <laughs> no, it's the fifth then. Oh it's the fifth time. Listen, the devil we is busy. So okay. okay. He did want y'all to hear about Legacy, obviously. So, you know, we're really committed to giving you guys the most excellent product that we have. So we wanted to make sure that we got back together on Thursday night at 930 to let you guys hear what it is that God um, put in our hearts for you all. So, Keisha, we're going to do a real quick Mary and Martha moment. I know what your what your Mary moment is. So I'm going to say my uh, my Martha moment this week has been not taking care of my knee. Yeah. So, but praise yeah. God, I found out today, um, you know, your prayers came through. I found out today for my surgeon. I don't have to have surgery. Well, that's great. Oh, good. Therapy. And I gotta wear an old lady brace, but you know what? It's it's, it's better
0: for you. If it means you're gonna slow down and take care of yourself, then I'm all for it.
1: So brace yourself. Cause I'm about to brace oh myself. My that may just be a message. Bracing yourself. Save us father. When you walking in the right what thing, knows, I was I was, I was doing the right thing. I was running and getting in shape. It wasn't like I was out twerking and I broke my knee. Like um, both are exercises. You, you
0: sound mad judgmental right now. Both are exercises. <laughs> They're very valid. That's all I'm saying. You might burn more calories twerking than you might running. I'm just saying. You never I know.
1: You, you okay. ever been to Juve? Anyway. You ever been to Carnival? To what? Oh, no. I want to go one day, though. Okay. Well, we should. I won't. I won't be. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. No, absolutely not. All right. Well, my Mary moment. What are your your Mary moments? Well, first Mm -hmm. of all, I want to point out the fact that um, she's been consistent with her Mary moments, even though you tried to play me on Instagram and call me the Martha to your Mary. Okay. (laughs) So I'd like to set the record straight here. Um, But as I said previously, um, my Mary moment, I'm passing (laughs) to Beyonce this week. And I'm actually going to change a little bit about what I said because I thought about it a little bit more. My favorite thing that happened. So have you watched Homecoming now? I watched it. Was it not amazing? It was amazing.
1: You know what? I actually expected it to be more of a documentary, but I love the fact that it was her Mm -hmm. whole And it was kind of
0: interspersed with like documentary type things. So my favorite, one of my favorite moments, and um, I tweeted about this, but Beyonce prayed Right, she prayed at the beginning of it, but specifically in her prayer, she thanked God for bringing the kids into her life. And mm. I thought that that was just so amazing of her and so affirming of her to look at these kids who are going to be able to work with the biggest star in the world, who happens to be a black woman. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and instead of being like, well, thank you for giving us this opportunity, we'll get together, she said, thank you for bringing these kids into my life, which meant that she knew that she was blessed by working with them, and to me, if if you're able to be in that kind of mind frame, then that's an excellent, excellent, merry posture to be in, which kind of just always says, no matter what I'm doing, I recognize I'm blessed, and there is just when we were talking about legacy today, there's just this idea mm-hmm. that you're thinking about what's coming behind you and making those kind of decisions. So Beyonce is married this week, and I am humbled to be able to pass my Mary on to her.
1: Thank you. Oh Lord Jesus. Okay, so every week we get into the word and the scripture through our group chat. So this week is Keisha's turn to lead the group chat. Yes, that's right. Keisha, you for them this that's week?
0: correct. This week I want to talk about legacy. Um, I think most of us know at this point that um, Nipsey Hussle passed recently. Mm-hmm. And on March, he passed on March 31st, but last week he was, uh, was his memorial service. Actually, a week ago today, right? I think it was last Thursday. Yes, because I was at Boston. And what I loved about what happened during his memorial and just everything that we've read since March 31st about who he was and what he did. Was that he left a legacy? He was born um, in Crenshaw, actually five days before me, and uh, yeah. he was a he was a crip. He got kicked out of high school at age fifteen, but he lived his life in such a way that by the time he passed, he had he owned all of his master's records. He owned multiple businesses. He was employing uh, people who couldn't find jobs because of their criminal records. And not only that, but this part warmed my heart as an estate planning professional, is that he had established trust funds for his kids such that they could be taken care of going forward in life. And so I thought about that and I thought about the legacy that he created. And I also thought about the legacy that we all need to be creating as we're living this life. And so with that in mind, I thought about Jesus's legacy. And I thought to myself, the legacy that Jesus left was such a great example for us. But how do we do that for ourselves? How do we get into the mindset of being able to leave our own legacies?
1: Mm, And
0: that took me to Proverbs. And when it took me to Proverbs, it's because I'm sure as most people know, Proverbs is just that unique book in the Bible that has like all of these little life principles. Like, here's little short things of what you can do to apply in your life across a wide range of circumstances. Here's the instructions that you can live by in order to live in this uh, practical righteousness. Here are the, the principles that you can apply to your life such that you can live under the authority and direction of God. And so when I was looking at proverbs and I was thinking about legacy, we put that together and it took me to proverbs chapter 13. And specifically it took me to proverbs 13:22 where it reads a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children.
1: Mm, a good
0: man, a good man or a good woman leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And so what that means is we should be living in such a way that It's not just the next generation that benefits, but it's multiple generations after us that are positively impacted by the choices that we've made to live our lives. And so when we think about making those right choices, I think it's important to understand, well, what's the mindset or what are the type of choices that you might make that are not necessarily the right choices? And that took me to the book of Genesis. Because when you talk about legacy, legacy is what people remember you by. Legacy is how you've left the earth differently than when you came. And I thought that Adam and Eve were a perfect example for us to start talking about what legacy is and what legacy is not and the mindset of legacy. So if you think about Adam and Eve, right, I'm not going to read through Genesis, but I think we all know that Adam and Eve, I think we can all agree that Adam and Eve were born into the ultimate privilege, right? They were born into the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Rulers of all, right? They could walk all around the place mad naked. Do what they wanted. Do what they wanted. You know, trees here and there, flowers here and there, fruit and all this no kind of alarm stuff. No alarm
1: clock. No bell, Nothing.
0: No student loans. Oh, God. No Mae, No Trump. Anyway, so because of all of that- they were born into this beautiful land and this beautiful world of privilege. And they only had one job to do their one job or their one command not to do was don't eat from the tree. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So when we think about mindset and legacy, right? What Adam and Eve decided to do was the one thing that they were told not to do. And because of that, because of that sin was welcomed into the world. And now, multiple generations and decades and centuries later, we are still living off of the impact of the choice that Adam and Eve made. They made a very selfish choice that centered themselves and their quote unquote happiness and what they wanted to do. And because of that, now, generations later, we are impacted we got by that choice. And so when you think of it that way, you then go, well, then it seems that if you want to leave a legacy and you want to start making right choices, then it's about choosing not to live in such a way where you're very selfish and one focus minded. And that's what the world teaches us. The world teaches us. You come in here and you lift up yourself. You you can put other people down on your way up. That's okay. Um, You know, you fight for. You and you alone
1: and you live, go out there and live your best life. You've only got one Thank life you. to live, blah, 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 blah. No negative, no negative energy, no negative vibe. Right. You got negative vibes, don't come around me, but that's not how we're supposed to Right, live.
0: exactly. And so because we make those, and then when we live in that way, then we are more likely to leave the kind of legacy that Adam and Eve left, which is when you think of Adam and Eve, you think of them in the garden eating of the tree that they weren't supposed to.
1: They're going to be in whack.
0: Yeah. Just, you only have one job. one, And you couldn't do that one thing. You got to do everything else. And you got restricted from one thing. And you, couldn't you got do caught it. up on that one mm-hmm. thing. And decided to be selfish. Now, if you juxtapose that with Jesus's choices. Jesus, instead of being born into ultimate privilege, he was born into abject poverty. <sighs> he was raised by a man that was not his birth father. And he knew he was different. You know, like he knew that he had something that he was set on this earth to do. And so Jesus, in contrast, made choices that centered other people. But he still had a fun life. He still had a full life. But he knew that he had something that he was set on this earth to do. And so he kept making choices to benefit others and then ultimately made the ultra, the ultimate sacrifice, which then allowed us to be able to have a choice to live free. Despite this world of sin that we're born into. Mm. Now, one of the things. Look at my God. What'd you say? Look at my God. Right? Made choices, not about himself, but about <laughs> others. And in lifting others up, he was still mm. the king. Right? We mm. still talk yeah. about him with the reverence of who he was, even though he lived in such a way to lift others. And so the question is, what side of the spectrum are we on? Are we on the side of the spectrum where we're focusing on ourselves and, you know, what we want and what we can have and what we can pull out of this lifetime? Or are we focusing on lifting others as we live? Are we focusing on leaving the world a better place? Are we focusing on how we can enhance other people's lives in such a way that they can live more free? That's good. And so I decided to use a couple people as test cases. Of people who I have seen who have kind of come through this life and done an amazing job of trying to live in a way that leaves the world a better place. And Nipsey was one of them. Like I said, he set things up. When you think about the amount of people who had criminal records that he gave jobs to. The fact that he gave them those jobs and gave them an opportunity to work means that their family's lives were changed. So he wasn't just affecting one person. He was affecting multiple generations by even doing that, giving them just giving them a little bit of hope. And so there are other people who've done that. And uh, one of the people that I want to highlight, I mean, obviously, is Beyonce. Right. When we think about Beechella, when we think about what she did for those kids. There was like, there was a quote in it. I don't know if you remember it, but it's like, you can't be what you can't see. Yep. And in that, in, in just living to the fullest of her personal ability, she has empowered other people to live to the fullest of their own ability. After I walked, watched a documentary slash concert, I was like, okay, I can run around the mall. Okay. I can, um, lift my house as like a weight, I could start a new business. What? I could. I just felt like I could do anything. I felt like I could do Tell
1: anything. Now live in my house in a way. <laughs> I mean, I can just, just I do, do all things. <laughs> I can Ooh. all do.
0: I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, and then also Beyonce who motivates me. I just wanted to add a little addendum to to the scripture right there. The point is, oh, the gosh. point being oh,
1: that she God, lives please, in such please. a way Touch that inspires. <laughs> Stretch your hands and pray for patients, and she just <laughs> Whatever the gospel with Beyonce.
0: Take it. For what I mean, which is to say that she lives in a way that inspires others, right? She, she inspires others to live to the best of what they can be. Nipsey lived in a way that inspired people to look beyond their circumstances. Because if you look at somebody who was like him, who was a crip, who dropped out of school when he was 15, it's like, oh, okay. So he's going to become another statistic. He's going to become nothing. There's not going to be anything positive you're going to say about him in, in his life. But look at when he passed. Look at the amount of people that he impacted positively. Another person I want to highlight is a woman named Miley. She's also from California. Um, And she uh, is kind of a hustler. So she's the creator of Curlbox. And she is the eloquent person behind the My Taught You podcast. There's a lot that I've learned from her just listening to that podcast, listening to her hustler mindset. She's a very business. Oriented mindset. And she has a quote that said, There was no one who looked like me to show me the ropes. So I vowed if I ever became successful, I would help others. So she has a community mindset in that way. She recognizes that she's at a point of privilege where she can now go and she can encourage others. She can, um, you know, uh, build into others, you know, feed into others invest into others with the words that she's doing, with the way that she's living, with the the legacy that she's giving. And even her own life was impacted by legacy. So I went to a talk, a financial empowerment talk, and she was talking about the fact that she had an aunt and uncle that left like five grand in a trust for her. She didn't know that they left this money. And when she finally got that money after they had passed, I think it came to her in her thirties, like early thirties, something like that. But when... She finally got that money. She took that five thousand dollars and she used it as seed money to start CurlBox. And now CurlBox is a multi-million dollar business because someone from her previous generation decided mm. to invest in someone in the next generation. And now her son is has much more access to, you know, greater even greater things for him. And so her aunt and uncle have now been able to benefit two generations down. They left an inheritance that now my leaked son can uh, benefit from. So those are the kind of things. And then a lot of people think leaving a legacy, and this is something I deal with a lot because like I said, I'm an estate planning attorney. And so I deal with a lot of people who say, well, I don't have kids. And so I don't have a legacy to leave. And I always look at people and I say, that's dumb. Well, I don't say that. That's exactly. not that's not what I say. I, say I don't that. say that that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but I do tell them that it's short-sighted mm-hmm. because everyone can leave a legacy. Everyone can do something that can benefit someone else. I'll use as an example, this guy named Alan Naiman. I know who he is. Most people don't know who he is because they don't know a white guy from Seattle who was a social At worker. Google. But- Alan Naaman was about, he was in his 60s when he passed. He had no kids, no wife. But when he left the financial industry and became a social worker, kids were really his passion. He was someone who had fostered children and he had cared for his brother Daniel, who was living with disabilities. And so he knew that at the time he passed, he wanted to be able to leave money for charities that benefited children in need. And so he planned with a financial planner and he worked with an estate planner such that when he passed a man who was a social worker. So we know the you're not rolling in dough, He left eleven million dollars to charity. That's insane. And I always tell people who don't have children, you've got the unique ability to invest in charities because most people who have children leave the money to their children. But people who don't have children have the awesome ability to look at these charities that are doing great work around the world and invest in them. One of those that he did was called Pediatric Interim Care Center. And it's a care center that cares for medically fragile kids who are, babies specifically, who are suffering from prenatal drug exposure. Mm by leaving what he left for them specifically it paid off the mortgage on their building which means they never have to worry about foreclosure for the important work that in the building that they're doing very very important work in the kind of what that does to the people who work in that building it is is it inspires them to do even more of the work that they're they're doing or maybe you don't have that that much <laughs> I, I don't have 11 million dollars sitting around personally
1: Mm, But what I do have
0: is I have professional clothes. I've got, you know, you know, law school, law school got law school proms. We did all those fancy things in law school. I can't fit those dresses anymore. They don't, Mm. you know, they sit in my closet. But, you know, there are prom dress drives. There are young women who um, can't (laughs) afford to pay for. Uh, clothes that make them feel (laughs) proud to go to school. And so instead of focusing on their work, they're focusing on the fact that they're wearing clothes that they're not proud of because their families can't afford it. Everyone can bless somebody else. Everyone can do something that leaves the world a better place. Everyone can leave a legacy. And so the question is, do you have the kind of mindset, the kind of marathon mindset that says, I'm going to act in such a way and I'm going to operate in such a way that I'm thinking about the community and how to benefit it? There are three things you need to do if you want to think about legacy creation. You got to start with a promise or it can be a belief. A promise that says that you were put on earth for a greater purpose than just yourself a belief that says you are worthy because you are here and because you are here, you can do something that, that makes the world better. The second thing is you need to have an intention. And just like my leak said, you, she vowed if she ever became successful, she would help others. You can set an intention right now that says I'm at a point where I can bless others right now. There are things I can be doing today that make other people's lives better. And then the third thing is you need to act you got to have you you got to be about that action boss right you can't just without talk words, the talk without walking the walk right you got to be able to say i believe in something bigger than myself i intend to leave the world a better place or i intend to um, help a particular type of community that I see in need with the resources I have right now and with the resources I'm going to build and then you build those resources and you invest in those kids right we didn't have a lot of money but we started project shine we had no money none if I was trying to be nice but we didn't have any money and I'm we started project with. shine we I'm also um, we also went to Waxters right. Money. And we went and to those girls and those juvenile girls in that juvenile detention facility. Just going there and spending time with them and putting for on means programs that means, means that really we were doing lot, things that could in, change you know, their the lives, that, that could give in, them a new hope, a different really perspective. I'm so I encourage everybody I have that's listening
1: things that I have. Not to do me. the it same thing. I
0: encourage you to find a way to seek to transfer both wisdom
1: and wealth to future generations.
0: Here. Which is
1: an intention.
0: I implore you to live in such a way that you recognize the promise promise of your your life.
1: life.
0: You make an intention to do something better. And then you act on that promise.
1: Yes. Yes. So we are going to now move into our power prayer. That was amazing, Keisha. We're going to focus on our Pia this week our promise, our intentions, and our actions. So um, at the end of every episode, we go ahead and go to the Lord with what we learned. And we just want to cover you guys with prayer for the week and cover ourselves. So spirit of the living God, Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you, God. You're amazing. You are worthy, God. Your legacy is the ultimate legacy, God, for us to live up to, Lord. Thank you for giving us your, your son as the ultimate example, God. Lord, please allow us to do things for others and to spread your worth, your wisdom, and your wealth with our fellow sisters, God. Lord, we thank you for Tisha's message today, God. Please provide us with um, your promise for our lives. And God, give us and give us the intention that we need, God, and let us put our plans into action, God, so that we can build legacy for your kingdom, Lord. God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' precious name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. So thank you all for joining us this week. Email us at Podcast.com. Let us know what the promises that you're living by, the intention you're going with into this week, and the action that you're going to take to start living your legacy. Amen. 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 See y'all next, next week. Bye.